You're listening to Dr. Karen, Love and Life, right now. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril, psychologist, author, speaker, former professor, professor, and musician. Learn how to have true intimacy. Drag down, knock out fights, and then have like really hot makeup sex, right? I'm all about living authentically and finding the best version of you and living life to its fullest. Don't stop that play button. Get connected. You know, marriage is great, but only if it's a great marriage. You know, fear can't live without thoughts to support it. Got the passion. Channel your path to a more authentic you. Living an authentic life. Listen to Dr. Karen right now on Love & Life. Welcome to Dr. Karen Love & Life. Hi there. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. I'm a psychologist, author, speaker, former professor, and musician. You might know me from my latest book, Single is the New Black. Don't wear white till it's right. I'm here on my new podcast. We'll be talking about living and relating authentically in all realms of life. We'll look at how to have true intimacy in romantic relationships, more meaningful friendships, healthier family connections, more productive and fulfilling careers, and we'll learn methods for staying happy, hopeful, and positive all while channeling a path to a more authentic you, living an authentic life. Happy March! This month on the podcast, we're going to focus on renewing and reclaiming anything in our love life or anything in our life in general that isn't going the way we want it to go. We're going to punch it up and amp it up by renewing it or reclaiming it, getting it back to where it's supposed to be. Because it's springtime. And so in spring, we we think of a fresh start. We think about the ground that's been cold and frozen and hard and rigid. And then spring descends. And all of a sudden, we see blossoms poking up and we feel a warmth in the air. And it gets us revitalized and it gets us energized and excited about life again. So this month we're going to focus on whatever we want to renew in our life or whatever we want to reclaim in our life. And to do that for this very first episode, we're welcoming Teresa G. Carey. She's an adventurer, a mother of three, business owner, executive coach, triathlete, and author. Based upon her own experiences of being in the attractive trap, Teresa is intentional about liberating greatness in herself and others. She's learned many lessons, and one is unwavering. To start on the path toward greatness, you have to be free from what is holding you back. Teresa, welcome to Love & Life. Thank you, Dr. Karen. It's great to be here today. Wonderful. I'm so glad to have you on the program. I'm really excited to share with listeners your story and what you learned and why you were inspired then to write a book because as you know I'm an author as well and I love to talk to other authors who have had that moment in time when they're like you know what what I've gone through it it, it was so impactful on me that I really want to help others and oftentimes avoid like some of the the struggles you went through and then inspire them toward greatness as you put it so could you tell the listeners what motivated you to write your book Well, it was about three years ago, and I physically lost my voice. I had been at a football game with my daughter. I hadn't yelled um, in spite of really wanting the home team advantage and and the win. But that (laughs) evening, I lost my voice. And so after about day three, my voice hadn't returned. I had had time to do lots of thinking. And I always knew part of my calling would be to share my story with others about how I was in an abusive relationship. And I received an email from 
a writing coach and she said, is it time to tell your story? And I wanted to scream, yes, it is. <laughs> and so although I have figuratively lost my voice for 23 years, I had never told my story. And so it was ironic that through losing my voice, I found it again in writing wow, this book. Wow, that's powerful. So Teresa, can you tell us a little bit more about your own story and how you got into a trap of your own? Absolutely, Dr. Karen. Um, I think my story is very similar to the stories of a lot of women out there. You know, I met someone who was very charming, um, was full of life and personality that was very appealing to me. He lived in a different city and had grown up differently. So there was a certain amount of intrigue on my part as a young woman who had grown up in a small town and had been there most of my life. Um, we had a long distance relationship. So the good news of that or about that is it fed my adventure, my adventuresome spirit. The bad news is it really didn't give me the opportunity to get to know him very well during this courtship. And he wanted to move things along pretty quickly, which now we know is certainly a red flag. But after 13 months of long distance courtship, I found myself married. Wow. And the, the sad part is after one month at a reception, uh, there was some behavior and I knew based on that behavior, I had married the wrong person. Wow. Uh, but I And shared, how old were you, Teresa? Just... I was 23. 23. Okay. So fairly young. And yeah, hey, I had made my bed. And so the predisposition that I brought into the relationship with my upbringing and the traditional values, so it was my responsibility to lie in it, right? And again, there wasn't any physical abuse initially. And I look at it as what we often see and, and refer to, and you're very familiar with this, is grooming, right? Mm -hmm. Over many years, it was just some emotional abuse, some mental abuse. And then the last couple of years, it was really accelerated, uh, pretty full-blown. And there were some addiction habits that were tied to that, which I think exacerbated the behavior. Um, and then one of our children um, got involved in, in some of the behavior. And so that was really my tipping point. Mm -hmm. uh, once I saw it impacting the children... Uh, to that extent, I knew I had to get out. And it's interesting because even through the years, um, the, the children would sometimes say something. One day in the car, uh, one of them said, Mom, Dad just doesn't have any idea how poorly he treats you, does he? He talks to you so mean. <laughs> I, I think she was, you know, probably nine at oh. that point. And um, again, I was numbed out, which is what you do in that situation uh, mm -hmm. to be able to cope and manage the situation. Looking back at videotapes of birthday parties, family gatherings, I can see a zombie. I don't even know who that woman is. I was completely lifeless. And so once I realized I had to get out, I finally broke my silence, which is the first step for anyone in this situation. And once you hear yourself describing your life to someone else, that's a truth bomb. Yeah. I mean, it really hits you between the eyes and you're like, oh my God, did I just say that? Mm -hmm. Is that really my life I'm describing? And then this person, 
she was so incredibly supportive and encouraging. She had been a friend, but not a super close friend, but I knew she was exceptionally trustworthy. And she just asked one day, is everything okay? Her intuitive spirit was stirring mm -hmm. within her. And um, I said, well, actually it's not. Let me tell you how things really are. <laughs> because we had the big house, right? Mm -hmm. We had the nice cars, we had the great jobs, we had the beautiful kids. It, it looked really great on the outside. That's why it was so attractive. Right. But underneath the surface, it was a trap. And it was a very fake, toxic trap. And I'm again, I'm going back to some of the thought patterns. And that's, what, that's what's really troubling is for women especially, when we are in that mindset of, you know, something, and I get, I get that it comes from a good place. You know, I was raised in the church and I still go to church and I'm a Christian, but I also know that, you know, we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so even early on, you, you were doubting what you knew was, was right, was that, okay, I made a mistake a month in, you knew it was the wrong marriage, but you locked into the, well, marriage is for life. And again, that's wonderful. And, and that is the ideal but marriage can't be for life if one person's being treated like crud. <laughs> just that's not what God wants for us in marriage, you know. So, but I know that because those other messages are very, very strong. It's and it's hard. And you're 23. I mean, looking back now from our perspective in our at our age, we realize how we don't have it all together. Even though 23 year olds think that they do, we don't have it all together. And and so it's hard to sort all those different competing messages. And, and sift through them and make sense of them in your mind. It has to do with how we define unhealthy and how we define abuse, right? So, hey, I wasn't getting beat up. I didn't have a black eye. I was getting my feelings hurt. And so we try to minimize it, right? Mm -hmm. We try to justify things in our minds. And I think that's what I was doing. And remember, there were some really good times. When the times were good, they were really good. Yep. And, and when they were bad, they were really bad. So the, the bottom line here is if you're in a relationship and that person is a jerk and abusive even some of the time, and it's threatening, diminishing, and abusive in any way, it's the wrong relationship. It's a harmful, abusive relationship, and you should get out. And I know that now. Thank goodness I've moved on and reclaimed my life. Yeah. You know, I love that you talk about reclaiming your life because uh, for March, I want the, you know, we're stepping into spring. And so the theme of the podcast is going to be about renewal and reclaiming your life. So I love that you use that term. And I also love that you're giving us a bottom line because we need that when we're, again, stuck in a lot of competing messages and we're we're not thinking clearly like you said you look back at yourself in 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 home movies and you go that that woman you would zombied out because you had no other choice right you had to kind of just numb become numb to the circumstances because your true self was like this is not right and so that other part of you the unhealthy part had to go well it's not right but we're sticking in it and so i'm just going to numb out to everything but i love that you're bringing us back home to like bottom line if any part of this relationship that you're in, romantic, of course, marriage, of course, and even friendships. I mean, let's talk about all relationships. If any part is abusive, even occasionally, then that 
one instance of abuse is enough to override any kind of good stuff that's going on. Look at the scale. It can't outweigh that kind of abuse, even if it's only occasionally and even if it's only verbal, you know, like again, you're not going to the hospital with bruises. But I'm so glad you're bringing us back to that bottom line. That's a really important takeaway message for listeners. Right. If it's once, it's too much. Yep. Agreed. Right. right. It's powerful. You're listening to Dr. Karen Anderson Abril on Love and Life. Go to our website, drkarin dot me. That's www.drkaren with a K dot me. Have any questions or would like to share your story with Dr. Karen? Email her, Karen, K-A-R-I-N at drkaren dot me. What were you hoping that you would be able to communicate? You were in a, an abusive relationship and obviously mm-hmm. try to encourage those other women like, hey, don't go down that road that I did because, uh, you know, and, and, and of course, God works everything out. And I'm sure you're very happy and, and in a great place now. But I know that when we go through something, we oftentimes want to help others avoid some of the pitfalls. Exactly. Well, let's face it. I mean, the easy thing would be just to brush this under the rug. In fact, I had a friend one month before publishing ask, why are you talking about this? Wouldn't it be easier just to leave it in the past where it belongs? And I thought long and hard about that uh, because there's shame in being in an unhealthy and abusive relationship because you lose yourself. It's difficult to finally come out and tell someone. But what happens? When good men or good people, good women do nothing, nothing happens. And so I just really felt a very strong internal tug to share this. And it wasn't easy, but it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I don't think it's easy to be vulnerable. And you do hope that someone will benefit from that because you are exposed. And that's uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good. And, And there's that sense of pride like, gosh, you know. Like I remember with my book, I remember thinking, man, I had gotten so negative and so discouraged. And I thought I'm like normally a very positive person. So on the one hand, I thought, you know, if I could be getting this down, I think other people probably are, too, because I'm naturally temperamentally a little bit more positive. And then also, like in my case, I'm a psychologist. So when I was we talked before and and you know that I called off a wedding you know, I'm thinking I'm a psychologist. I should understand human thinking and behavior better than most. You know, yeah. I have a doctorate in this stuff, but yet I was even almost prepared to, re- to marry the wrong person. So again, I was thinking if I could do that, then probably other people have struggled in this area as well. And I was wondering, um, one of the things I noticed from your book, and I, I, I love this term liberating greatness, like how do you want to specifically encourage people to liberate their own greatness? And again, through your vulnerability, what were you hoping then would come of that? Well, the the thing that happens in unhealthy relationships is we really forget who we are, right? We numb Mm -hmm. ourselves out in order to be able to cope. And so if you've changed who you are, you're not your authentic self anymore. You don't even know how to feel safe in relationships because the behavior of the other person is so unpredictable. You're always guessing what the next thing is that will set them off. And frankly, there even comes a time when there's a harm and charm feature to the relationship. You know, some parts are so great. Right. The anniversary was great. They took you on the wonderful trip. They emptied the dishwasher every day, Dr. Karen. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, so you justify staying. 
And so you really forget who you are. You've really lost yourself. So that path toward reclaiming and liberating greatness again after you've lost yourself is, first of all, discover, rediscover, reclaim who you really are. And you have to get back in touch with yourself. So I always share with people the first thing you need to do is get support. So Mm -hmm. see Dr. Karen, you know, see (laughs) a a professional, well-educated psychologist who understands relationships, because just like any other field, there are people who are great in that area and people who um, don't quite make the mark. So you want to make sure that people are aligned with the folks who can help them the most. It really begins by sharing the secret, the shameful secret with someone Mm -hmm. else and coming out. And once you've done those things and you've surrounded yourself with support and you're starting to move out of that unhealthy place, you begin to discover who you are. So I encourage people to realign with their values. You know, Mm -hmm. what's important to you? Because often you lose those or at least you lose sight of them. They're always there, but you've forgotten Uh, They've been masked with this unhealthy place that you've been in. And do something to reclaim your confidence. You know, you mentioned I'm a triathlete, and I'm not a world-winning triathlete. But uh, what that did for me, Dr. Karen, is it allowed me to rechannel my negative energy. I was able to work out a lot of anger that had been building up over all those years, Um, You know, I could have gone on um, in a different direction, in an unhealthy direction, or relied on other things to pull me out, and that's always an option depending on the person, but I just decided I need to do something, needed to do something great and something that would help me stay in a healthy place. I didn't bike, run, or swim. So I decided those would be the first things I should do since that's what you do in a triathlon. And um, just at the age of 46, picked up those three sports and moved forward in doing something that allowed me to liberate my physical greatness, keep myself healthy, which also fed a healthy mind uh, and allowed me to re-engineer, recalibrate my thinking about what was really important in life. And I love that you bring up that you set a goal with the triathlons because so the literature and psych, you know, people are always concerned and interested as they should be. You know, how do we increase our self-esteem? How do I help my children have better self-esteem and so forth? And really the literature shows that there's one way. You set a goal and you reach it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did. You were in the midst of utter confusion coming out of 23 years of, like you said, losing yourself, not honoring your truth being aligned with values that were out of step with your own, I'm quite sure. And and so then to try to build yourself back up, you needed a support system, of course. And then you also needed to gain some internal fortitude, which you did by going, I'm going to do something that's kind of nuts. I'm going to start running triathlons and I'm 46 years old and I've not, never done any of these activities. And yet you set that goal and you reached it. And once you do that, you show yourself what you're made of and what you're capable of. And especially in the context of the relationship you were in for so long, you were being told and hearing messages that you weren't capable and that you were wrong and silly and stupid. And I'm not sure how abusive it got verbally, but you were being downtrodden. And so by you setting that goal and reaching it, that was the, the first step 
to regaining and empowering yourself through just increasing your self-esteem. Right. Hi, I'm Michelle from Valparaiso, Indiana, and I listen to Dr. Karen Love and Life. It's really great that you were able to put all this down in a book and not only share your story, which is powerful, but also other women's stories so that other women can feel a sense of solidarity that they're not alone. They're going to read your story. They're going to hear from other women's circumstances and situations and know, hey, I'm not alone. And there is life after the trap. And like you said, you're, you're talking about first steps. First step, get a support group. Second step, start working on yourself and, and figuring out ways to raise your self-esteem, which we've talked about, setting goals, reaching them. I mean, you're really providing a nice, really step-by-step process for for women as they're recognizing and then, like you said, finding that tipping point and going, you know what, I'm done with this, but now what? I know I've made the decision in my mind, I'm done, but now what are my next steps to take? I need some brass tacks here. And so it sounds like that's what something your book is really able to offer them. And that was another inspiration for writing it. I mean, I had a real desire, and as I described earlier, a calling for helping other women. As I looked around and I was in this situation, I saw books on how to create healthy relationships. I saw books on what do you do if you're in a physically abusive relationship? Um, How do you recover from divorce? I didn't see one practical guide or handbook out there that broke it down into, okay, here's how you determine if you're in an unhealthy relationship. You know, you might be willful and willfully and blindfully justifying this relationship. I didn't see another part in the same resource that outlined, here's how you get out step by step. And then thirdly, how do you keep yourself from boomeranging back to the same relationship with a different face? How do you keep yourself in a healthy place and ultimately or not attract a healthy relationship? So that was really my desire. I was intentional about putting together the attractive trap, freeing yourself from an unhealthy relationship in one compact way that would help move a woman from awareness to getting out to rebuilding her life. I love it. It sounds like something that is going to be such a valuable resource. I really hope that listeners, if anyone, if any of this resonates with you, I really hope that you'll pick it up. Where can they find you, Teresa, my listeners, and find you to get more information? Yes, uh, we are at theattractivetrap.com. The book is available in both hard copy and uh, e-version on Amazon under The Attractive Trap, Freeing Yourself from an Unhealthy Relationship. Great. And are you on social media? Can they find you on Facebook? Anything there? Absolutely. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, We are frequently out there posting. In fact, Dr. Karen, I believe that's how you and I initially connected. And it's been a wonderful connection. And uh, so many things resonate between us philosophically. And uh, so, yes, if you are resonating, if what, what you've heard today really rings home, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're out there. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) That's perfect. Thanks again, Teresa, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I've loved sharing with you and your listeners. Great. 
Hi, this is Damia Jackson. I am an avid listener of Dr. Karen's Love and Life podcast. It empowers, educates, and informs me to make better decisions in my life. I am happy that this resource is available to me. You know, I love the term Teresa used when titling her book, The Attractive Trap. Because really, whenever we're out of step with our authenticity, we're trapped. We're trapped in a life that isn't for us. We're trapped going through the motions. As Teresa put it, she was trapped as a zombie. We're trapped denying ourselves our true life and denying others the opportunity to to have a relationship with who we really are and who we're really meant to be. I love this topic. I'm so thankful that Teresa was able to join us today. And I'm really excited to have another way of of conceptualizing and understanding what it means to live authentically because when we're not doing it, we are trapped. You can find me at my website, www.drkaren.me. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. Facebook, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Instagram, I'm at Dr. Karen, and that's Karen, K-A-R-I-N. I'd love to hear from you. You can ask me a question or email me your story. I'm at Karen at drkaren.me, K-A-R-I-N at Dr. D-R-K-A-R-I-N dot me. Please go to iTunes and subscribe. I can also be found on Stitcher, Spreaker, and SoundCloud at Dr. Karen Love and Life. Check out my website and sign up for my Riff on Relationships. I send out a couple emails per month just letting you know what's going on in the podcast and sharing some tips on love and life. Please let me know if you have any topics you want me to cover. I want this to be your show as much as it is mine. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, make it a great week.